With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits. Making their way into your ears. First... From a place called Barniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you going to pay? Mind. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence and I am back after a bout with a wee Noel bug. A wee, no, wee bit of no wellness. Wasn't the COVID? Wasn't the Omicron variant? Touchwood, haven't you been hit with that yet? Just got boosted yesterday. Get my booster in, so I'm feeling a wee bit sore in my right hip. I'm feeling a wee bit sore in my right arm and my right shoulder. Uh, Grado is not here. He is deep in pantomime now. He is up to his neck and we mojos and blackjacks for flinging them out to the audience. We sweeties, as sweeties that I used to get after the when I was a wee guy in a 10 pence mix-up. And I am joined instead this week by the one and only, the one and only Chris Toll. What a man. Hello. How are you doing, mate? All right, mate. How are you? I'm good. No, uh, Toll is on, uh, he's, he's on data. He's on. He's using his data tonight to... to to tune into the show, to contact the show. He's known Wi-Fi, he's known Bluetooth, he's known 5G, he's known 6G, he's known 7G, which I'm, I'm on now since getting my booster. 5G, I'm on 5G. No, I heard you were on fucking 3G. Two, 3G? Just what was the I'm thing the before it? I'm the just OG. I'm the OG. He's on OG. And listen, it would be rude of us not to acknowledge the fact that we are also joined as ever by the one and only the myth maker of Falkirk, John McAnally. Producer John is here. Hello, he is boys. Deep into training for wrestling the Lord Provost yep. of Glasgow. Hey, he's going to fuck him up, man. Fuck him up, McNally. Fuck him up. Here we go. Here we go. Um, fuck him had... up, Johnny. Fuck him up. Well, we've had so there has been developments. I know we've, we've got a wee bit of chat on it. Uh, some of the listeners have been in touch. Just bastard used Omicron as an excuse to get out of the fight with you, John. Not yet, not yet, <laughs> not yet. We'll wait and see how that goes. But we have a date and we have a venue for the match. Are you going to tell us? Right, okay. So the venue, I've been in conversation with uh, Mr. Mark Dallas, who I need to actually call before this podcast goes out to confirm that uh, it will be on the 28th of January, which is a Friday evening uh, at the asylum. Um, on we're potentially putting an undercard together, so there will be a team John and a team Lord Provost with obviously the deciding match 
uh, with me against the Provost deciding what team will win or go over. I mean, it might be done before then, but we know how the wrestling works, boys. We know so how the wrestling event. works. That'll be the main event. will be you and the Lord Provost. Well, I think a there's... A bit of fucking let down, isn't it? If there I know, I know. Matches. So right. there might be some discussion. Do you, do you not remember the shows that you done? I remember, am I? Aye. But it was right for me to main event, though. No, that was the best. That was the best <laughs> athlete. That was the greatest athlete on the curd. I mean, nobody else on the curd has ever done anything. Apart from me, I went on to bigger and better things, but none of the rest of them have went anywhere. Aye, there's, there's, not, there's not a single one of them that's been hanging about with Sir Trevor McDonald anyway, I'll fucking tell you that. It's true, mate. It's yeah. true. See, when you think about it, it's fucking... There's, there's people that have held, held WWE belts not that for the nights. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy when you think about that now. Uh, so John, well, congratulations to you. I hope you I hope you not fuck it up, man. I hope you knock fuck it up. Imagine John, right? God forbid, right? Let me just say first of all, right? God forbid. And to all the listeners out there, I want you to understand that I'm saying this in jest, right? And I'm saying God forbid, right? And I'm but I'm smiling. I'm gonna smile while I'm saying it, right? Even though I'm saying God forbid. Imagine John broke the Lord Provost's neck. <laughs> Don't say that. Imagine John accidentally paralyzed the Lord Provost like Glasgow. Oh my God. I mean, there wouldn't be any accident about it. He's got a bad fit in him. He has, he's got a bad streak, isn't he? He has, mate. I can see it. That just, the styles clash. Half the apron to the floor. Aye, it's too much. He's like, he's like, just go with it, brother. He says to the Lord Provost. That is the last, the last words the Lord Provost heard before his, his spine was severed was it's- John saying, just go with it, brother. That was it. And also, remember, you don't tuck your chin for this one. <laughs> I, I'm seriously concerned that even though we're doing it in sumo suits, if he took a knock or something like that, what I mean, what if I killed it or, or Provost of Glasgow? It's not going to be a good look for the radio station I work for, Clyde One. I'm going, to, I'm going to put this out to the universe, right, John? Right. Something's going to happen at this event that's going to end your career. Oh, don't say that. I know, not because you because no because you get a bad injury, but something bad is going to happen. I've just got a feeling. I've just got a feeling. Right, right. Okay. But John, John, listen. See if you do end up killing him, it's not the end of the world because it worked out no bad for Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> it's true, and see Lord Provost as well. That's just a gimmick like Tiger Mask. You you just get another guy in. He'd be the Lord Provost. You can get a woman in. <laughs> you, just, you just give him the big chain. Ah, yes. What? By the way, fascinating facts, right? Because. We've we've done a wee bit. We've we recorded a wee bit of um, like trash talk. He came into the studio, and, you know, with with kayfabe. I'm breaking kayfabe here, but we did a bit of trash and talk. And you know, we said, could you bring in the chains, right? Because we'll do the weigh in, right? And then we'll say, oh no, and he has to take off his chains when we're doing the weigh in. That accommodating right. that, right? Okay, wait. <laughs> but but but. Do you know he can't take the chains out of Glasgow without asking the provost of the other council if he can come with the chains on? Oh, yeah, man. He's, he's not outside of Glasgow, is he? No, no, no. I, the, the radio station's based in Clyde Bank, so oh, Western Bartonshire is where Clyde Bank... So you, it's a lot of hassle. To, I, I just said, I just assumed it would just be bring the chains, and it's like, no, no, we can't, because you need to you need to go through so much protocol to bring the chains into a different council area. So it's like a proper right. territories thing, an old school it's territories. Like a territories thing, <laughs> exactly. You had the you had the Lord Provost of Clyde Bank turning up like staring in my yard. <laughs> we've got a whole, whole undercarriage on. Just take take the chains from all the towns. 
<laughs> well, yeah, if you want to be in the undercard, boys, I'd love to have you on it, you know, if you want to be involved in the undercard. Mate, I'm, I, I I'm distancing. I was saying that the blueprint might not be there, but the green print will be there. That was your name in the wrestling, wasn't it? That's the true. blueprint. Well, let's see what the punters are saying. Let's see what the punters are saying. Uh, so, aye, a wee bit of creative ideas here, John, for your match against the Lord Provost. Ethan got in touch and he says, uh, you should get a light to one of the Christmas light switch-ons, but you should rig the lights to say the Lord Provost is a fanny, right, <laughs> when he turns them on. And then swagger in with Ab and Chris Toll, all dressed as a Provost at Edinburgh, Aberdeen and Dundee. And tell the Glasgow one he's out the gang and denounce Glasgow as a city. I'm not doing that. I wouldn't do that. ICW's Thatcher Wright go in touch and says, Dear Mr. McNally, if you need any help defeating the evil Labour support and Lord Provost, Thatcher Wright is at your service. I would happily fight and defeat any challenger on the undercard. Kind regards, Thatcher Wright. I love that. Respect to him for trying to get himself booked there. And working the gimmick as well. And working the gimmick. And working the gimmick. Rico. That guy loves the fucking gimmick. Loves the gimmick. Believe me. Is he actually a Tory? Uh, no comment. <laughs> no breaking the kayfabe, you see. Rico says, uh, tell him he's a poor man's Frank Ross. No, Frank Ross is the Lord Provost of the City of Edinburgh. Do you know that? See, that would be a good, that's a good bit of chat, isn't it? Like, what does he look like? I'm going to have a wee look at what Frank Ross looks John, like. John, you should get him to do a running. Get Frank Ross to come down. I thought, like, I actually thought maybe I should turn it like these openings that he's turned up at and just like clothesline them every time. Lord <laughs> Provost, out of nowhere. How'd you like that, Lord Provost? You'll be opening nothing. Uh, John, could you imagine that? But like, he was doing a, like, a make a wish hang or something like that. <laughs> Melt him over the fucking head with a steel chair. <laughs> Frank, Frank Ross. Ross. Frank Ross looks like he can handle himself. Big horse, Frank Ross. Big horse, Frank Ross. Big Frank horse, horse, Frank Ross, they call him. Brilliant. The boss, uh, Frank Ross. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Karate Warrior 2 says, first up, what's the gimmick name going to be, John, for yourself? Secondly, the one time I was in a sumo suit, Karate Warrior 2 says, and on a two-match winning streak down at the local RSL club, I took a back bump and rang my goddamn bell. Those helmets are hard as fuck. You wearing, are you wearing helmets? I, I think the sumo suits I have like these kit is what is meant to be the kind of sumo hair, but they're actually double up as kind of helmets. So uh, you need to watch yourself with him, by the way. Right. You need to watch yourself with him. Brad that, says that's, that's a bad thing, Rob. That's a bad thing. He's gonna he's gonna fall and get yourself fucking brain damage with that. Oh, uh, don't, say with don't say this. Uh, uh, that, your nickname for new own is gonna be Sumo McAnally. That's what they're gonna say. Do you hear about big sumo McAnally, man? What he did? He broke the Lord <laughs> Provost's neck in a fucking charity match. Oh, Jesus Christ. He, he went into business for himself against the Provost. Aye. <laughs> uh, Brad says, tell John to come out wearing a Celtic and Rangers top joined together when he's doing his wrestling match. You can say he's wore it to get everybody in Glasgow to cheer him. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad that's, idea. That's a good gimmick. It's quite and good. Dan Nevins piping ways in and says, "As producer John, if producer John wants a piper to play him to the ring for the fight, I'm your man. Do you fancy a piper? That would be quite good. That'd be quite good, but a bit of a spectacle, you know. I might think about that. Aye. You should um, find out if this Piper guy is a, a Celtic supporter or a Ranger supporter, because if he's a Ranger supporter, you could bill him as Proddy Piper. Proddy, Proddy Piper. Martin says, off the back of the latest games, Master, streaming new on YouTube, catching E4, more 4. 
Educating Grado is the best thing to happen to TV. That's me and Grado's bit and Games Master. Also, please, please don't Google bouncing bum bums. I wouldn't. Toby, following on for the thread on wrestling moves and shoot fights, says, so here is me, he says, applying the Boston Crab on my mate and getting pinned during singing at a show in Fort William. I also dropped an elbow after the first pick and broke the chap's rib by accident. So there you go, wrestling moves in the wild, bear my man Toby, who I hear is back in the singing game now. He's, he's doing a wee bit of singing. And, uh, is that we... Toby Michaels? Yeah, yeah it is, Toby, Toby Michaels. I've not heard him for Toby for a long, long time, man. Aye, aye, good guy. Friend of the show. Friend aye. of the show. Aye. Nice guy. Nice guy. Now, after last week's chat about Hulk Hogan signing off as HH, we're still trying to determine whether the Hulkster is a Selic or Rangers man. Scott Gray <laughs> got a reply for the man that says the following. Uh, he says, Hulk Hogan, so this is somebody tweeted Hulk Hogan. At Hulk Hogan, Glasgow Rangers celebrate their 140th year as a football club. Retweet Hulkster for a happy birthday. Hashtag RFC140. Hashtag Hulkamaniac. And Hulk Hogan replied, Glasgow Rangers, 140 years and still kicking ass. Nothing but respect. Congratulations, brothers. But then he said, HH for life. No, I read that as him going, well done, Rangers, all that. Hail, hail for life, he says it then. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I still, feel as if, still feel as if he's playing them. Bronze Cello? Says I was at a WWE taping in 2012 and someone had a feed him P45 signed for Ryback. Who'd this is off the chat of the best sign yeah. grab. He'd been on TV for about six months, right? So this is talking about signs here. We went to TNA in Manchester in 2015. I took with me a Grado for Prime Minister sign, which unfortunately didn't make TV. We were sitting in the front row. During a taping break, Jeremy Borash asked everybody to show their signs. He came up to me and off mic said something like, I can't believe you left the house with that. <laughs> Chris Duncan says, I saw on TV at the Rumble 2001 where one said, my shit is bigger than Taz. Here's a wee, here's a wee guy. Scott says, Raw, Glasgow, a guy had a sign saying, I just swallowed a biggie. <laughs> and Brock fears <laughs> Joey Garner. Karate Warrior 2 says, Hogan fears Regain. I don't know what, I didn't know what Regain was until WCW was out of business. Also loved the countless city name is Flair Country. WCW country efforts that obscured the fuse of fans behind them. I kind of don't want to imagine what it was actually like trying to watch the action when there was a sea of signs in the crowd. It's mental when you think about it. There used to be like just loads of signs, didn't there? Loads of them everywhere. Aye. I miss the days. I miss it. So they are. So they are. I was talking about it recently. But I was just flitting through the network and I put on an old raw and Aye. the crowd went nuts for everybody. For a start, everybody, no matter whether Aye. it was a bought me the, they bought me the card or the top of the card. But see, whenever anybody came out or whenever, like, like as you know, Austin's music hit, Aye. everybody would lift their signs, and you couldn't see anybody for signs. Aye. It was Aye. all signs. It was, Aye. That's you know what? That's that's missing for wrestling now as well. Yeah, I missed that. Callum says, there's only one Tony Khan and I'm really enjoying AEW right now, but there are two things I'm not so keen on. One, I wish Dynamite and Rampage didn't look and feel exactly the same. And two, the referees do way too much reacting. Any thoughts? Can uh, <coughs> uh, I say I agree? Can I say I agree? But really, that's one for the putting over. And you should be, don't confuse us, Callum, because if you're wanting to talk shit about Tony Khan, then you better be man enough to bury him. Right and and get in get in the berries and put overs. I kind of get where he's going though. I kind of get where he's going with like the difference between rampage and dynamite. Yes. So, I agree. It, like he's got enough money to have two separate stages. You know what I mean? It's it, 
it all just looks identical. It's essentially an hour long add on to to uh, fuck what's the program called again? Dynamite. Dynamite. Aye, uh, Ram- uh, Dynamite. Rampage is like an hour long add on to Dynamite. Mm-hmm. How is it filmed? How is it filmed? Is it filmed during the Dynamite tapings, or is it filmed like with the dark tapings or whatever Rampage? I thought it was filmed with dark, but I might be wrong. Right, right, right. I might, is it I might be right. I'm not sure. It's never bothered me. I have to say it isn't something that's ever bothered me because they've never been a company that's, you know, it's, they've never done it. It's like they've never done kind of distinct shows and stuff like that. So I think it's different. Obviously, Raw and SmackDown always had kind of different identities and they've never done that. So it's never really bothered me that much. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Now, every week, we like to separate the chocolate advent calendars from the ones with just the wee pictures in them as we put over and bury stuff from the world of professional wrestling. I, I miss the advent calendars just with the pictures in them. I have to be honest. Do you know they've started being lazy as well? Let's see the ones with the chocolate in them. They used to, there was a wee period where there was pictures and chocolate. Aye. Aye, pictures behind it. And now they've went, fuck the pictures. They've been, fuck the pictures, just give them chocolate now. You know what I mean? That's true. I don't like it. You were always disappointed, weren't you? You know, when you got that advent calendar and all your pals had a chocolate one, your mom would come up with a fucking one with pictures with like a lamb and a wise man. I feel like I want to see a lamb though. I want to see a lamb. Like I see chocolate every day. Like I can buy chocolate anytime I want. But how many times can I see a Virgin Mary, for example? <laughs> not that often. Yeah. I can jump down the co. I can jump down the co and get a chocolate bar any time. I can't jump down the co and get a Virgin Mary. Especially in the, the north of Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right, uh, so, to I don't know what you've been watching. Is there anything you want to put over? Anything, anything you want to bury? What do you want to put over? Um, I want to put over Kaylee Ray because that match on NXT was fucking outstanding, man. The, the one with Dakota Kai, did you see it? I haven't seen it. It was, yeah. it was, it was excellent, man. It, it really was. Two, it, two of the, the top women in the in the company, I think, for for uh, the matches, and I can only see Kaylee going a lot higher. I think the fans have really taken to her as well. So uh, going into War Games, I think it is. Yeah, it was uh, War Games on Sunday there, yeah. It was War Games on Sunday there. It was, I mate, it was. Fuck her, mate, watch it. <laughs> I thought it was this week. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. I want to bury Chris Toll for not knowing that it was War Games at the weekend there. No, at me... Rab, listen, I'm in the middle of moving house, mate. Give me a fucking breath, all right? What, you, you're in the middle of the new, you're doing a house moving now? Yes, right now. That's why I've not got the internet because man, I'm ah. not. <laughs> I love that wee period, by the way. Like, see the wee period when you move into a new house and all that, and you've not got things set up right, and you're having to get like chippies in and all that kind of stuff. I like that wee period. That's a good wee period, isn't it? You want to come and stay in my house then? Because I fucking can't stand it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to boss set for Christmas, though. It's nice, isn't it? Christmas and the new gaff is good. Aye, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that will be sorted for Christmas. Aye. Have you got everything all packed up, Nora? Aye, well, that's it. We're moving out of this house tomorrow, so everything's getting packed up now, and it's uh, uh, through 
then it's just a case of trying to get the house livable. It's I'm moving into my, my childhood house. Uh, moving back into my childhood house. So nice. I will be it'll be it'll all come flooding back to me. But I uh, I did so that for a wee period, is, by the way. I did that very, very hang for a wee period, like for um for like a year, a year or two. I ended up moving back into my old childhood house for a year or two. Um I was emotional. I was an emotional time. And it, was that not when we were doing Kelvin Brawl? It was running about then, it was running about then, aye, aye. Remember me and Greg were, me and Greg were going to do the, the promo where we were stopping your man, we were getting in the house and all that. And aye, that's right, aye. Up. And Greg ended up doing it, remember Greg ended aye. up doing the bit where he comes in, he, he kind of creeps in, he's creeping about the house and he's, he's right. peeking in the living room at my mum, my mum's sitting watching the telly and all he's peeking in. <laughs> oh dear, my poor ma. Uh, right. Okay, that, but that's good, man. Good. So, what you're saying is, in the middle of a house move, you're able to come on and fill in on this podcast and Gredo can date because he's doing pantomime. That's sweet. Well, because I'm moving, because I'm moving the Mora, I'll not be on football daft. But ah. because because Gredo and uh, Stephen have got a matinee the day and a second show, he's not able to do wrestling daft. So we've switched over. A wee transfer, a wee, a wee. I we just uh, see. That's nice. That's a nice way to work. A it's a one move. A wee, a wee shift swap. That's that's all it is. <laughs> we shift swap. Right. So um I want to put over I was just staggered by this the other day. I, w- I was watching a uh, Rampage, I think it was. Was it Rampage? No, it was Dynamite. Uh and I was just looking at Sting and Billy Gunn squaring up to each other in the ring. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm really into this. Really? Aye. And if you had told me 10 years ago. That when that Sting and Billy Gunn would be squaring up and they're at each other, and both looking really good as well. Like they both look really good. You know what yeah. I mean? They both still you do you don't look at Sting and Billy Gunn squaring up to each other and go to yourself, these guys shouldn't be in the fucking ring. You don't say that. You're like, ah. I'm into this. You know what I mean? I love Sting's new face paint as well. The face paint he had on him. I'm, you know, I think Sting is just having a brilliant run just now. And I think when you think of when you think of where he was when he came in at WrestleMania and they kind of booked him like a kind of old legacy act, they kind of they came in the WWE and they booked him as an old legacy act, almost like almost like a kind of novelty turn. Mm-hmm. And then the fact he's now had this bust late in his career, which I think has to be one of the best kind of comeback busts late in a career that I've ever seen. I think this team that he's got going with Darby Allen is fucking fantastic. Aye. I think the way they're booking him is brilliant. You know what I mean? You still feel he's totally legit. You know what I mean? Um, I, ju- I just, I'm just really enjoying it. I'm just really enjoying it. Uh, really respectful way to book, and even respectful way to book Billy Gunn and all. Aye, it's one of the ones where like Sting and Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of the same as RK Bro, where I don't want them to split up, but I know it's going to come at some point. Aye. do you know what I mean? Aye. And and it's hopefully, hopefully they do it in a, a more original way than just you know, jumping off the apron or some shit like that and walking away without a tag. I hope they do it properly because the two storylines have been brilliant, I must admit. I wonder a wee bit, though, if if they'll do any of the usual predictable stuff with Sting and Darby Allen, or I wonder if Sting will at some point go, that's me done now. I want to have my last match. I want to have it against Darby. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good you know what shout. I mean? I kind of feel like that would be... like. Passing of the torch matches often happen, you know, they're often booked kind of conventionally as kind of rivalries and, and they kind of both want to win and all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And I wonder if the way this is kind of running, 
and the way he's kind of mentoring Darby Allen and all that kind of stuff. I wonder if it feels like it's going to be like in maybe a year's time or something, things going to go. It's time for me to bow out, and I kind of think a better person I'd rather bow out against than than Darby. You know what I mean? And I would like to see that because I don't think we want to see. I don't think we really want to see Darby Allen turning on Sting. We don't want to see him turning on Darby Allen. I don't feel like there's an appetite for that, really. You know what I mean? No, I know. That's what I mean. The same way RK Bro as well. It's just Aye. like you know, it, somebody somebody like uh, made a, a point to me the other day. I know we're kind of getting off topic here, right? But somebody says to me the other day that they think Randy Orton is top 10 all time. And I agreed. Right. I can't argue. I can't argue. I agree as well. I, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I definitely. I mean, let's see if you look over the last 10 years or so, right? Every single thing that they've gave him, he's turned it into gold. And he's, he's in-ring work, obviously, is, is brilliant, solid. But his character work over the last few years has been exceptional. You Aye. know, and that, I, I'm really enjoying watching him and Matt Riddle in it as well. So, that's, do you know, as bad as I sound, that's the only thing I really look out for in, on WWE just now. So, uh, later. Orton, Orton has this interesting thing where it's like even when he's saddled with something bad, which I would argue was he was saddled with that fiend carry on for months, right? Orton <laughs> didn't come out of it looking bad. He fucking went for it hundred percent. He totally engaged in it. He wasn't he, he wasn't pissy about it. He was like, if I want to do some mad, stupid supernatural story, fine. I'll vomit up the black paint and all that, and I'll do all the stuff. He did it. He went for it. He did it all. But he came out here looking good because he was always looking good in the matches. He was always seeming legit. He was also like totally gaining sell out of it. And it's the same with this thing with Riddle. He seems a very kind of given performer now. He's kind of like, you know what I mean? He's like mm-hmm. very um, invested in making the other guys thing work. You know what I mean, and 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 I think when you do that, you fucking come out here looking good. Like he's he's this last week spell where he's been up against Edge, with Edge coming mm-hmm. back, and then he's been up against up against the Fiend, up against Edge, up against Riddle, um, and now the gather with Riddle and all that is it's it's just working all really well for him. I know? think what you're saying there is absolutely spot on, mate. And I think everybody at some point is expecting Orton to double cross Riddle, but I think it will be the other way about. This I time. think it might be the other way about. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Really do. Um, but and it's that thing I've always loved about Orton. This is for me almost like the definition, yeah, kind of you know, one of the top 10 guys of all time is that you can put him in a kind of comedy team with a guy like Riddle, right? But see if next week they decided to put Randy Orton right back in the main event again, you wouldn't bat a fucking eyelid. No, not at all. You know what I mean? You wouldn't bat an eyelid. You would be like, aye, of course. So, I so it's like, no matter where you put him on the card, he, he's always felt like a main eventer. He's always like, in the minds of wrestling fans, he's always been, that guy's a fucking star. He's a main eventer. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter aye. where he is on the card or what, what, what program he's working, he's, he can slot right back in there at any time. He's an MVP, and he? He's an MVP. Mm. Aye, definitely. Uh, right, let's see what the punters are saying. Toby says, I'd like to bury and put over WWE and AEW fans slagging each other off this week in regards to storyline pushes and viewing figures. It's hilarious reading material, but at the same time, it shows that some people just need to take a break for the internet. Just enjoy what you enjoy. I used to kind of agree with that. I used to be just like, just enjoy the wrestling, but now I'm starting to think to myself that the WWE is kind of so consistently rotten that we, we need to fucking say something about it. We need to say something about it now. You know what I mean? Almost well, you see the fact that they're letting wrestlers leave and bringing in American footballers and basketball players and what have you 
because they don't want anybody to have this any bad habits I think is the way that they kind of described it you know and see if knowing the fundamentals of wrestling is a bad habit then you know I, I'm starting to think that Vince is in the wrong fucking business nowadays man I don't think the WWE the WWE have successfully done something over the past decade um, maybe even a wee bit longer but certainly like powerfully so within the last decade and within the last five years where they've made it completely clear that their, their philosophy now is that no wrestler or no superstar is bigger than the WWE. It's like the WWE has all the power and they, they want to make stars, but only to a certain extent. You know what I mean? And I think even sometimes that way, the, the way they go with releases and stuff like that is almost like sending a message out where they're kind of like, we don't care where people go. We don't care where they go, what they do, anything like that. We're not protecting our stars anymore. Even the, even the fucking the wins and losses thing, that whole philosophy where it's like, you know, you hear this bandied about quite a lot that internally within WWE, they're kind of like wins and losses don't count and all of that and the kind of 50-50 booking and all of that kind of stuff. I think that's part of their ingrained philosophy where they're like, we're never getting into the position again where a star can leave us and make us look weak. You know what I mean? I think they're I... just constantly going, it doesn't fucking matter. Roman Reigns walks out tomorrow. Doesn't fucking matter. We'll, we'll we'll carry on and and we won't take a we won't take a hit. You know what I mean? So I just think that's part of that as well. See, bringing in all these kind of guys like you know sports people and all of that kind of stuff. I think that's part of that. I think they just kind of view the WWE as like a kind of untouchable promotion that's no so much about individual stars anymore. Like there'll never be another Hogan or another Stone Cold Steve Austin or anything like that at WWE. I don't think. I just don't think there will because I don't think they want to have one. Do you not think Reigns is in that category, though? No. No, I don't. No. As much as I love Reigns, I think Reigns is great, and I think I think I've always been a huge defender of Reigns. I think he's brilliant in the ring. I think his his character work is brilliant. I think his recent run he's been on has been the best run of his career. Um, but I still don't think he's up at that level of a Hogan or a Stone Cold or a John Cena. I really don't. Do I know why? Because he Austin Austin had the rock. Hogan had Ultimate Warrior or whoever else went on about Roddy Piper, what have you. Yep. Um, Bret Hart had Shawn Michaels and vice versa. Roman Reigns doesn't have that singular feud, that singular rivalry. Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, look at it. Do you want to know why not? Because Brock Lesnar turns up once in a blue moon and has a three-minute match. We are talking, like, look, look at The Rock in Austin. Look at that. The Stone Cold and Vince, even. That storytelling over years and years and years. And oh, what, need- Rab say, what Rab says there, he's, you're absolutely right, Rab. There's, there's no way that, the way that the WWE runs its business now, you're never going to have that long career-length feud anymore. And they'll, they'll, they'll just, they'll, they won't let it happen. And I would say you, John, right, the proof of this is in, the proof of this is in something like this, right? Just recently, you would maybe see The Rock talking on Instagram or something about his time wrestling Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then you would have Stone Cold Steve Austin tweeting back, oh, the times we had with The Rock, it was great. And, the, you know, they're sharing wee bits of video and all of that kind of stuff. In fucking 20 years' time, there's no way Lesnar and Roman Reigns are going, 
oh, that time working with Roman or working with Hingmay, because it isn't anything. It's just another bit of booking, another bit of business. It's no like a, a moment-defining time, you know what I mean? It's no, it's no a moment-defining rivalry. It's just like another bit of booking, another bit of, it's another bit of business. That's all it is. So it's no goat that. I don't think it's goat that. Right. About it. And do you know what else it's not got? It's not got the Austin and The Rock was organic because the two of them come through at the same time, almost parallel to each other. No, I mean maybe maybe the rock was maybe a couple of years later, but I mean that main event push that they both got, it was organic because half of the crowd were chanting Austin, half of the crowd were chanting the rock, even though the rock was the, the heel. Right. You you'll never ever get that anymore. The only way that you would get that would be John Cena coming coming in again. That's the only way that you would get it. See if John Cena came in again and took the title off your ends. And made that his 17th title, and he was finally beat Ric Flair's record and stuff like that. But you would need to tell the story over a long time, and there's there's no way that the WWE are ever going to do anything like that again. I think you're absolutely right, Rob. No, and I think as well, it's like we're in a period of time now. We're in a period of time now where the WWE are um, piping crowd noise into their fucking shows. You know what I mean? It's like to, to an extent that they've never done before. So there's nothing organic happening anymore. Anyway. Punters, uh, Scott wants to put over the Discord. Finally, we have somewhere we can talk about the wrestling or the Discord. Aye, I need to go in there. And wants to bury the WWE. I don't know if it's just me getting too old. I'm 33. I'm just struggling with it. He says, even SmackDown is awful with Drew and Roman on it. Never thought I would have said this two years ago, but thank fuck for Tony Khan and AEW. There's only one Tony Khan, says Scott. Pablo wants to put over Robin Grado on Games Master. Thank you very much. Great to see one of my favourite old shows return with a pep and step. Any chance to do Nightmare next? That's a dream, minute. Imagine that. <laughs> and wants to bury WWE releasing toys and pop figures of wrestlers that they've already future endeavoured. Already fired before they hit the shelves. Giza Gobbledygooker wants to put over a new series of Ruthless Aggression on WWE Network. One thing WWE still do really well is nostalgia docs and the Hollywood Rock episode is good. And wants to bury Jim Ross, new missing AEW for his cancer treatment. Wrestling is simply better with Jim commentating on it. I need to agree with that. Get well soon, Jim. Jamie wants to put her Braun Brecker. What a big hard bastard. And wants to bury the name. Just call him Braun Steiner, man. No, do you know what to call him? Like his surname's Rick Steiner, right? Mm-hmm. So they should have called him Scott Rick Steiner. Hey, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. Um, Coach Bombay says, I'm counting the most recent AEW since this week's hasn't been on yet, but Brian Danielson's proper heel shithousery in the over column and kicking out Colts tooth then using it as a trophy was tremendous. Barry, the NXT camera cuts. The fucking camera cuts in WWE, man. Fucking unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. They're getting closer and closer to world of sport every fucking week. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, nice to wrestlers wants to put Eddie Kingston for being fucking brilliant week in, week out. You think he nearly retired a couple of years ago. And wants to bury that Charlotte and Tony Storm segment for SmackDown. Aye, juvenile. Popped up my Twitter timeline and reminded me why I stopped watching WWE. Embarrassing. Jonathan wants to put her Discovery Wrestling on Sunday in Edinburgh. They put on such a great show every time and it's just amazing to see live wrestling again. Big Demo was wrestling at that, I believe. And Rico wants to put her AEW untouchable at the moment. Dynamite was superb for top to bottom. The MJF punk, punk promo was 10 out of 10 pro wrestling. Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter was ace. Brian Danielson kicking out Cole Cabana's teeth. The way Danielson reacted to it. Magic. Rampage was great as well. He's room for other stories to breathe. Additional put over. I liked the Edge reference to Miz being mentioned on AEW in the punk MJF segment. Uh, and Andy just would like to put our Christmas and he wants to bury icy pavements. Has anybody slipped and fell yet? No, 
Not yet. I had a bad one last year, mate. Did you have a bad I, one? Oh, I remember it, Kasai. Aye, I thought I thought it was I thought it was the end of me. <laughs> Seriously, did you? <laughs> yeah, I fell, I fell right, and I cracked my head off the off the deck, and I couldn't move my arms. <gasps> see, like, see when you see a UFC fighter getting proper knocked out, and their arms go that stiff way. Aye, that was me lying in the deck. Aye, oh, it was a bad. You know, I was right after about a fortnight. Oh my god! Just and just slipping on the pavement, just so nice. Aye, but the lucky thing about when I fall is I've not got as far to go as the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Right, so Chris, tell me something. Do you yes. like beer? When I'm when I'm having a smaller pair of teeth, yes, I'll I'll, I'll go to the beer font. Well, I like a wee smaller pair of teeth as well. I've got quite big teeth here, actually, but uh, so a smaller pair of teeth is always uh, a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen, I think what you should do, Chris, and what you should do, John, and most importantly, the listeners out there, is get ready for the Christmas period. We have three case of craft beer for beer 52. You know what craft beer is? Craft beer is like a fancy beer. It's not like the beer that your granda used to drink. It's a, it's a fancy beer, isn't it, John? It is. I love a craft beer. Do you know that right now, listeners out there get two extra free beers? So that's... I'm doing my sums here. Hold on. Ten. Ten free beers. Can you believe that? Could your granddad have even drank ten beers? Is that a thing you could have done? No, no, I no. could have drank ten beers. <laughs> <laughs> Go to www.beer52.com forward slash wrestling. And all you need to do is cover the postage cost of £5.95. Now, £5.95 wouldn't even buy you a beer in some of the the West End pubs that Chris Toll likes to go to. Um, but Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. You've heard of Fight Club, right? You don't talk about Fight Club. You're allowed to talk about Beer Club, right? That's what I'm telling you about it now. Each month, members Ironically, are sending... Beer Club often leads to Fight Club. That is true. <laughs> know this beer, though, because this is a sophisticated beer. Chris, this is, this is a craft beer. This is craft. Crafty. Each month, each month, members are sent a case with a different theme. Usually, it's the theme's a different part of the world. You're, you're, you're globetrotting. You're not just drinking a beer. I don't want you to think you're just sitting there, oh, I'll just have a beer. You're travelling the world, right? Now, it comes with a magazine. You got a wee magazine to read as well. And it comes with snacks, right? And if you don't like dark beer, make sure to choose the light option because I know some of you out there, I don't like a dark, I don't like a heavy. I want a pale light ale, a beer, a pale beer. So just An IPA? Aye, what does that stand for? Indian Pale Ale. Exactly, mate. So choose the light option if you fancy something that, and you can pause or cancel at any time. We're not going to hook you into something that's going to ruin your life, apart from, you know, if you drink too much. You always drink sensibly, I would say. Go to www.beer52.com forward slash wrestling and pay for your 5 95 postage to get all of this anew. Now, remember this month, we're sorting you with two extra free beers. Woohoo! It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> No, it's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, 
That's you out there who's listening to this just now. If you're listening to this with your ears, then it's you we're talking to. And we invite you to do a run-in. Let's welcome now a man who is putting together, who's put it together, it's, getting, it's coming out this week, it might do it already. A comic based on the wrestling, but also based on the works of the great William Shakespeare, I believe. It's Mr. John Lees. Bring him in. Bring the man in. Oh, John. Hello. Johnny Lees is here. John Lees is in the house. How you doing, my man? You all right? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Can I see your get video, though, mate? I know, I know this is old man technology. There we go. Yeah, our face. There we go. A wee bit of sparkliness in the okay. background. Winter very, Wonderland in here. Very nice. Beautiful. Yeah, right, go, John. John. I'm, I'm very good friends with your cousin. Oh, James? Yes. <laughs> yep. Bye, so no, I'm such just talking to him today. We're probably making a Christmas plan soon. <laughs> what do you do for Christmas, John? What do you do for Christmas? What do I do for Christmas? Um, like, it's... Um, well, obviously, like, before everything went to pot, <laughs> and then maybe usually it's like Boxing Day, we have a weekend of family get together and stuff, and it's like James's family and his mom and everything, like Mama and all that, will get together and do a wee spread. It's nice. As I said, I don't know if we're going to do it this year, everything going on, but we'll see what happens. And what do you do yourself on Christmas Day? As little as possible. <laughs> Take it easy. You're not doing any running about or anything. Uh, Christmas Day is like a nothing day for me if I can help it. Beautiful, beautiful. Right. Let's talk about this wrestling comic, right? So who's publishing it? Um, Crimson Cage is published by AWA Upshot. Um, it is out in shops today. Um, and it is by me, written by me, with art by Alex Cormack. Uh, colors by the art's beautiful, Cormack. by the way. The art's beautiful. And, I've had a oh, look. yeah. Um, yeah, Alex is a fantastic artist. I've worked with him in a few books now. I've worked with him on Sync. I've worked with him on uh, Oxymoron. We've been working together for a while, and he was my first choice to do this book. Uh, so tell us about it. Is it so? Is is it is it Macbeth? Yeah. Well, the basic pattern kind of the elevator pitch is it's like a retelling of William Shakespeare's Macbeth set against the backdrop of like the nineteen eighties territory pro wrestling. Beautiful. Um, so the kind of high concept is it's like Chuck Frenzy is this kind of main event star of a small time Louisiana promotion. He's like a beloved local hero, but a big fish in a small pond. It's no content with his lot in life. So after this fateful encounter with these terrifying entities in the bayou, he learns he's destined to become the next world champion. And when the current world champion shows up at his territory to work a few dates, he sees his chance to kind of make this destiny come true, even if he has to do something terrible to make it happen. And I won't spoil a 400-year-old story, but you know what I guess? Bad there. <laughs> and so is, is it quite faithful to Macbeth, I? Well, one of the fun things is like overall, we had it in mind that like Macbeth is the roadmap. Like that's the kind of it's always going to hit the kind of big points of Macbeth, but it's kind of quite fun to kind of divert from that course at some points and maybe tease we're going to go differently, then go back into it because like for me, like some of the best wrestling, like I was thinking I said this in like the kind of prologue at the start of the book, but one of my favorite wrestlers is Brian Danielson. And one of my favorite matches he's had recently was um his one with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series back in 2018. Right. And I you know. watch that and you know he's losing. You know Brock Lesnar's gonna win the match, you know. Like, right. But when you watch it, he's that good they convinces you that like maybe it's not gonna turn out the way you know it's gonna turn out. Ah, yeah, and that's yeah, kind yeah. of what like Shakespearean tragedy is. It's the same way. Like, everybody knows it's going to end badly. It's called a tragedy. But like you get invested enough in that you think maybe it's going to go differently. So we had a little bit of fun kind of doing that as well as we were writing the book. How many, how many issues? It's going to be five issues. Um, it's going to be released monthly, um, starting through this month. And then it comes out as a collection in the summer. 
Will you so wait, can we get this? Can we get this in like any comic book shop? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just back from a signing in Forbidden Planet in Glasgow, and they have a stack it. So you know, nice. you'll be able to get it in there, and like it's in comic shops all over the world. So wherever you're listening to wrestling, that man, like, that's a dream. By the way, you're living a dream. Could yeah, doing Forbidden Planet, signing your own comics, man, about the fucking wrestling. Yeah, that's, amazing. that's the dream. <laughs> yeah, no, as I was not good enough signing Zafan over the years, and like I've been going to Forbidden Planet since like I was like a wee boy, and I remember like, the first time I did a comic like ten years ago now. I'm not gonna took it into Forbidden Planet and said, "Here's my first book," and like Kevin, who owns Forbidden Planet, is like, "I hope your mum knows you're writing books in bad language," you know. <laughs> 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 so yeah, no, it's fun it? gonna have that full yeah. circle thing and now be behind the table and doing signings. John, what was it? What was your name of that first uh, first comic you done? Because I remember James brought a copy in and he oh, worked. the standard. The standard. That was it. That was yeah. right. That was good, man. That That's was a blast good. in the past. Uh, right. it really is. Uh, oh God, that was a long time ago. John, uh, talk, talk talk to us about all that. Talk to us about your your path because, like, I've like I'm you know fucking like like. Like any of us guys, right? That I kind of would love to fucking day comics, you know what I mean? But it's one of the things, but honestly, it's one of the things for me. It's always been like, and I wonder if it's one of the things where sometimes people say to me, like, how do you, how do you get hangs on the telly? Like, how do you get, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Well, and like for me, it's always I'm still mystified. I'm still like, how the fuck do you get a comic done? I mean, you know to be I mean? honest, like, what, I'm still what? not sure how a comic <laughs> happens, and I've been doing it for. Now, what is your path like? How did you? How did your story? How did you get in? How did you start? And how how have you got to this point now, where you've got your your comic in in places worldwide? Well, it started off like I said, this is going back to like. 2008-2009 was my friend uh, Jamie who was an artist asked me if I'd be like willing to write a script that they would draw and like I'd always wanted to do writing of some kind I'd always been a comic reader but I'd never put the two together until like I was asked to do this Aye. and the more I kind of researched it and I thought like, it's actually really fascinating the whole process of writing comics because before I'd done that I was like doing like you know I was kind of doing like short film and stuff that's what I studied at university and, like, so much of, like, doing film is, like, what you can do. Like, you know, it's, like, you're, like, you're like a perfect idea. And it's, like, right, now you have to strip it down and make it into something that you can film, you know. Yeah. But, like, with, like, comics, it's, like, there's no budget, essentially. It's, like, whatever idea you have, you can have the whole canvas to do it. Whatever an artist can draw, essentially. And so I thought that was really fascinating. I love the structure and the limitation of it. You only have a certain number of pages. You only have so many panels per page. So there's a lot of limitations that you have to work with them, which is quite a challenge, which I enjoy. Um, but then, like, you know, so anyway, like, about my artist friend, I wrote this script, which ended up being the first issue of the standard, which was totally different from their art style. They couldn't draw it, but they said, like, good luck, go find someone else to do it. <laughs> and then, like, um, I ended up submitting it to an editor who ran this online column, like, you ruined scripts. And they would have called Stephen Forbes and they really loved it. And like they ended up saying, like, could you take the standard and develop it? And you're launching a new comics publisher called Comics Tribe, and we'd love to have this in the opening lineup. So it was kind of really ground level at first. Like, you know, like Aye. my first show I was like, it was like self-printing and stuff. But um, I'd went with them and then the standard got a really small like worldwide release. So they were they were just starting to get worldwide distribution at that point. Then it's like step by step. My, my big book was an Emily Was Gone, which is a kind of Scottish Orkney Island based Twin Peaks style horror. Um, that was a kind of decent sized hit in 2014 and got me a bit of attention. And then I did a Glasgow based kind of like pulp crime horror series called Sink, which is about this kind of yeah. crime ridden, violent suburb in Glasgow called Sink Hill. That was ended up being the one that was a kind of like real breakout hit. And from there, like AWA, who published Crimson Cage, they, they reached out to me and said, oh, we loved Sink. Could you develop some stuff for us? 
So I developed a book called Hotel, which is kind of like horror anthology series set in an old roadside motel off Route 66. And then he said, have you got anything else? Because Hotel did really well, like did beyond, above and beyond the right expectations. Have you got any other ideas? And like my kind of dream idea that I'd been sitting aside, like, you know, and waiting to do for ages was The Crimson Cage. Like this is, a, this is one of these books where normally I'm an advocate for the idea of do your best idea now. Don't like wait, like, you know, because you'll always come up with something good, better. Right. The Crimson Cage was like something I think I didn't want to do it until I was ready to do it because I knew it was going to be something that was really personal to me because I love wrestling. And so I pitched them Crimson Cage and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then I ended up getting like my dream creative team for it. So yeah, like it's taken a long time, like, you know, in terms of like step by step, slowly building up bigger pits and bigger hits and things. But I feel like I'm really happy with how things are going now. And based on early response to the Crimson Cage, I've got more things lined up in the new year. So it seems like it's all kind of like falling Yes, out. man. That's, that's what I like to hear. I love stories like that. I love stories like that. And how were you, were you tempted? Because uh, I was thinking about, man, writing a comic about wrestling. The temptation for me, the temptation I would need to avoid is like, how how do you stop yourself writing like a full issue that's just like one match? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, thing. like, for me, like, I remember at one point, like, um, way back in the early stages of developing the Crimson Cage, it was going to be like a graphic novel as opposed to like single issues. And the first chapter was going to be like 40 odd pages, which was going to almost be all entirely like the big match, right? You know, aye, aye. and because like once you get into it, like, because for me, I've read a lot of wrestling comics, like as part of like, you know, my research, like some good ones, some bad ones. But um, what you'll often find in the wrestling comic is, is you have like the plot, you have characters talking, you have like the storyline, and then the plot ends and you have like a page, like a montage of people just doing moves. Then like, you know, you go back to backstage and the plot comes back again. Like, but that's no wrestling. Wrestling isn't just no. like moves. Yep. Like wrestling is the storylines and the character dynamics playing out in the ring, like, you know, for an audience. So... We, we had a lot of discussions about ways we could kind of like, you know, play with that. And so we do have a lot of like pages dedicated to wrestling matches. Each issue has at least one match, you know, that takes place over several pages. And like it really can be, you see kind of like the kind of dynamics of you're watching the storyline from outside among the audience and you're seeing like the match being performed. Then you're also seeing inside the ring the wrestlers talking to each other and cooperating and like figuring out like what they're going to do and nice. then like sometimes the real like dynamic the real personal dramas will then like unfold in the ring like you know when you start questioning is this a real fight or is it part of the show are they performing fighting each other Aye. you get to play a lot like burning the lines and things well Lovely that's stuff. exactly what it's going to be like when John wrestles the world provost of Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> I mean I just think it's um I, I, I can't wait to read it all because I'm, you know, with it sounding like too much a wank, I'm a big fan of Macbeth as well. Like, uh, Macbeth is fucking great. So, I mean, Beth's my favorite. I, I've, I've always loved Macbeth. I mean, even back in school, right? Everybody hated Shakespeare in school like, when I was in, but like, I remember first year, the second day, it was like Macbeth was the, the, the text she did. And I loved that because even when I was a kid, I was a wee like horror loving weirdo. And for me, Macbeth appealed to my sensibilities because it's like, you know, witches and ghosts, habitations and like murder and intrigue. You know, I think it's a great some of my all time favorite stories. I love all the movies. Throne of Blood by Kurosawa is like one of my all time favorite films. I'll pop that on and watch it over and over again. It's just so good. But this is the thing. It's that's the thing with Shakespeare stuff. Like no matter what anybody thinks about Shakespeare, or not you can lift these stories and relocate them anywhere and fucking bring them any time and all, and they still play. You know what I mean? They yeah, still. I mean, ask folks who say they don't like Shakespeare, and odds are at some point they've watched a Shakespeare adaptation and loved it and didn't know it was a Shakespeare adaptation. You know? Aye, aye. Or ten yeah. things I hear. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. Who doesn't love that? 
I know it's oh, a great movie, you know, before they even realise it's like, you know, a Shakespeare adaptation. Um, so, I so what's what's your kind of what, what's your schedule then as these issues come out? Like, how does that feel? So, it's going to be do they come out every is it every month yeah, or every couple of weeks? It's a monthly release, um, so every month. So, it's going to be, I think, based on what I've seen so far, the schedule for Crimson Cage is going to be like the second week of the month every month going forward. So, like, December issue one is just out in shops now, and then like January, like second week of January issue two, then February. Have the, rev- have the reviews landed yet? Yeah, the first reviews have come in. It's been licensed like, to be five out of fives across the board. So, yeah. like, I'm quite pleased about it. And yeah, and what, what I really enjoy is I've seen two different types of reviews. I've seen folk who are like, you know, oh, I've always loved wrestling as a wrestling fan. This is a book for me, which Aye. makes me really happy because I love wrestling and want to convey that love of wrestling in the book. But I've also seen reviews that are like, oh, I know nothing about wrestling. I didn't think I would like this. But once I get in there, I really started to enjoy it, you know, which is obviously good to hear too. Beautiful, beautiful stuff, man. It's like that's exciting. Why, why are we doing this, man? Podcast when we can be in comics. <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting. Would you, would you ever one day want to work for any day? I, I know it's not really a thing. There's no. I, I speak to quite a few comics writers now that you speak to nowadays, and they, they don't really fancy doing any of the kind of DC or Marvel stuff around. You know what I mean? They just like doing their own thing. But is it? Would do you fancy doing any, any of that? I mean, for me, it's like. Um... I, I'm of the opinion, like, I keep on thinking about when I was a kid and, like, I loved, you know, like, Batman and Spider-Man and stuff. And, like, I would love to, like, you know, like, be able to like, go back and tell, like, kid me, or oh, you wrote a Batman story. If you go off of Batman, you're never saying yeah. no, are you? There's no chance you're saying no to Batman. Aye. But I think I'd always liked, if I was doing that, I would always like to maybe be doing that, like, in addition to doing my own stuff. Because, right. like, yeah, you can go in and you can do, like, the best, like, Marvel DC run ever. And then when you're finished and you leave, someone else comes in and just like, you know, erases everything you've done and starting yep. over. Like, you know, so you can't build, you can't put all your eggs in that basket. I think you have to also be building your own library stuff. At the same and see, see with Crimson Cage, right? Is So it's, is it creator-owned? Do you hold all the rights still? Yeah, I, I own, well, me and the, I split it with the rest of the creative teams, you know, like we own the rights. Because um, yeah. that would make a great telly show or a film. Yeah, like I've had a couple of conversations about that over the years. Actually, a couple of them, like, you know, are like, far enough along now that I don't think I'm allowed to say anything about it but ah. you know but yeah you know, there has been some conversations on those fronts and stuff I'm really excited about like actually quite recently I've been talking about it so yeah and I'll hopefully watch this space and you'll see more of that in future and yeah maybe I'd be- like you need to do a Mark Miller, mate. You need to. Uh, you have to make like a John verse or something. Yeah, well, Mina, well he has like, Miller world, so I could have like Lee's bills. Yeah, like something like that. that. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need to do and get it sold to Netflix. That's that's yeah. sure. That's, well, listen, man. I hope everybody checks that out. Crimson Cage is out the new right. But when this podcast goes out, it'll be it'll be out there to buy. Get done for Forbidden Planet. Yep. Get the weather for it. <laughs> get out there. Get it all that online. I mean, you can get your comics online now as well. Yep. Um, and just just make sure to check it out because you know it's going to be quality. John, thanks so much for coming on. Um, well, thanks so much for having me. It's a blast. Like, I enjoy the show, so it's nice to be here. Cheers, man, and good good luck with all. I'm sure it's going to be your ascent will continue with us. So thanks a lot, man, for coming on. Right, speak soon. Thank you. Bye. See you later, buddy. Thanks, John. Bye, bye, bye. Now, if you want to be on the running, the best bet is to sign up to a Patreon as a world heavyweight champs get first dibs. Intercontinental champs get second, cruiserweight champions get third. Get on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to get involved or uh, create your own comic about wrestling. We'll get you on as well. Woo! Now, wrestling daft has teamed up with Platinum CBD for Columbia Care, the world champion in the CBD world, to give you the opportunity out there to try it for free. You heard that right? Hee haw!
bugger all, as as Gredo would say. That's what he says, right? No, he says hee haw damo. Hee haw damo. That's what he goes for. It's maybe a wee bit more family friendly. Hee haw damo to try CBD. Head to call-care.uk and use the discount code DAFTFREE. That's call-care.uk and the discount code DAFTFREE to try the 10% oil of our capsules for absolutely jack damn nothing. CBD is thought to help with a number of daily issues. This may include sleep, chronic pain, anxiety, depression, your stress, inflammation, gut issues, brain fog, and more. I was just listening to a podcast recently, actually. Uh, I don't want to admit that I listen to other podcasts, but I was listening to the Stuff You Should Know podcast, and the boys on that were talking about Josh and Chuck. We're talking about how there is no doubt these days that there is a connection between the brain and the gut when it comes to keeping yourself in check, keeping yourself in balance, and, uh, and there's a lot of feeling that CBD helps with that stuff. In a world post-lockdown where our mental health might not be the strongest, and it has been a rough ride, it can be a lifesaver for some. So let me let me tell you about it, right? Columbia Care have brought their expertise in CBD for the US to create a sophisticated CBD wellness range for the UK, including CBD oil and peppermint, and unflavoured and easy-to-take soft gel capsules. Like we, like we jellies, like we gummy bears, man. You know what I mean? The, the, good, the good stuff. All of the range is free from THC. It's vegan-friendly, 100% organic, and backed with scientific research to ensure you get a premium CBD product every time. Uh, and I've been sent some of this stuff. Uh, I've given it a wee try. Uh, no, I'm no a guy, I need to be honest. I'm no a guy that... Um, I'm very, very balanced. I'm extremely healthy. Uh, I'm, I'm a very... I consider myself a very powerful individual. I've tried it myself. I've heard other people have tried it run about me. I know. All I can tell you is this, right? And I'll tell you this straight up, right? Your man Gredo has says to me, it's made a big difference to him. He feels the difference. He's always saying to me, Rab, this stuff is cracking. I hope they keep sending us for free. <laughs> because he's enjoying it that much. And John, you've spoken before, and you said your missus is getting something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. She used it for a coitus and um, she's sort of Big, big difference, and she's ordering more from the website as we speak. Same here, man. I've, I use it regularly now. And uh, like you said, uh, we get it. We have got a couple of uh, deliveries for free because they sponsor us, but I've actually ordered myself some as well. So that, that tells you how good that is. That tells you how good that is. I mean, I'm one of these guys that's always like, what's the science behind this? Show me the show me the facts and figures. I want to see the charts. I want to see the graphs. I want to see the real science behind it all and all that, right? I'm one of these balls, right? You don't want you don't want to hear about that. All you want to know is this, right? I like the taste of it. It's not done me any harm. And when I did try it for a wee period, I was like to myself, I maybe feel quite chilled out. I kind of feel a wee bit kind of like quite pleased with myself today. And let me tell you something: when you're an artist and a poet. Uh, it's sometimes difficult to feel pleased with yourself. Sometimes you're torturing yourself. But I thought to myself, maybe if Van Gogh had some of this back in the day, he wouldn't have been cutting his ear off. That's what I was thinking to myself. <laughs> that guy might have still had his ear. So um, the instructions are clear on how to use the product. The benefits seem to be, I'm going by anecdotal evidence for my mates here. The evidence seems to be there anecdotally without a doubt. Um, and so I think you need to take advantage of this offer. Head to call-care.uk and use the discount code DAFTFREE. That's call-care.uk and the discount code DAFTFREE, D-A-F-T-F-R-E-E. And let us know how you go on with it as we go 
absolutely wrestling daft with platinum CBD. You just made the list! He's making a list and he's checking it twice. Unfortunately for Santa, this wasn't the list of wrestling daft. It was rather the list of who's been naughty and nice. I wonder what Santa would have thought about this, the dream matches between AEW and WWE. That was what was voted for by our patrons out there. The dream matches between AEW and WWE. Right, Chris, what do you want to see? What do you want your dream match? Dream match? Uh, I'd, I'd like to see, I've got two matches I'd like to see. I'd like to see Roman Reigns versus uh, Hangman. And I would like to see Brian Cage versus Braun Breaker. Nice, nice, nice. I like that. I like the sound of that. John, what have you got? Oh, I think I'm just going to... I'd like to see the Usos versus um, the Bucks. I think, oh, that I think, is a great shout, by the way. I think the Usos versus the Bucks would be total money. Give me that. Give me that. Put FTR... Could you put... Oh, you maybe go triple tick. Could you put FTR in the mix as well? What are they? Private street profits. Oh, street, street profits versus private party. Yeah, the, no. the world would collapse because doppelgangers aren't meant to come in contact with each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, yeah, I'd, give me Usos versus the Bucks is probably my, my top one. Okay, now let me think. Here's my list straight away. Their list now, right off the top of my head. You ready? Yeah. Number three, Darby Allen versus AJ Styles. Oh, you've not went for the obvious one. The Jeff no, I've not Darby went for the obvious one. one. I've not went for the obvious one. I've just got a feeling they two will be a would be a brilliant fit for each other. I just think they two would be a brilliant fit. Now here, obviously, what I'm, I'm doing when I'm making this list is I'm avoiding guys like Miro and all that because I kind of feel like there's fucking no point as they're going. Aye. I would love to see Miro aye, versus, aye, you know aye. what I mean? Because he's, you know, he's left. Um, so next for me would be at number two, Orange Cassidy versus Sami Zayn. I've just got a feeling. The Orange Cassidy versus Sami Zayn is going to be a hugely entertaining match. And it's also two guys that when they get the comedy stuff out of the way, can you imagine the way Sami Zayn would react to Orange Cassidy doing all that shit to him? It would be hilarious. And then when they actually let loose in each other, you'll have a fucking belter of a match, right? And the number one, the one I want to see, Kenny versus... It's interesting this one because your number one's got to be Kenny versus somebody, I think. Kenny versus, I'm not going to go for the obvious one, I don't think. Randy Orton. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Kenny versus Randy Orton. We spoke about him earlier tonight. We think he's one one of the very best. We know that Kenny is one of the very, very best. They two guys would be fucking brilliant in the ring together, man. Do you know who would be good as well? Kenny Omega versus Kevin Owens. Oh, aye, and I'm hoping we see that soon enough. I'm hoping we see that soon enough. Let's see what the punters are saying. WWE SPFL says Orton versus Omega. It's right there. It's free right up a fucking tap. Belair, I swear I didn't see that. Belair versus Baker and Balor versus Punk. 
Bala versus Punk's a great shout. Bala versus Punk's an interesting one. I, I forgot all about Punk, man. Uh, Willie Jakes is Kenny versus AJ Styles. A TLC match, Usos versus Young Bucks versus New Day versus Lucha Bros. Oh, yeah, that would that is wild. Lucha Bros are the best, man. Yeah. Uh, Mustafa Ali versus Dante Martin. Mm. Uh, Gosh, is his, sorry, Chris. Dante Martin is somebody who I'm really enjoying watching recently. Aye. He's excellent, man. <laughs> you know what's so funny about the way the voice goes when you're lagging there? It's like it's three in the morning up somewhere. Can you know, hear me again? What, man? <laughs> Can you hear you? Aye? It's like you're up a it's like you're in a you're in somebody's flat at three in the morning. They're like, I tell you, man, that Dante Martin, some wrestler, by the way. I was honestly like, Bosh, he says Seth Rollins versus again. Sorry, man. No, sorry. Rollins versus Omega with Unreal. Hangman versus Galloway and Kevin Steen versus Moxley. Hopefully, get to see Steen in AEW soon. Luke says Lesnar versus Cage. Styles versus Page and Omega versus Rollins. Westy says Sting versus Jeff Hardy. You know Westy wants to see that match. Westy would love to see that match. Jamie wants to see Tony versus Vince Ladder match. <laughs> uh, Ghost Hacks Gaming says Nakamura versus Omega. Oh, that's a good shout. Aye, I like that. Asuka versus Baker. Owens versus Hangman and Balor versus Darby. Balor versus Darby is not a bad shout. That's good, that's good yeah. They need to happen in AEW though because WWE would ruin all of them. Dean says a heel Sasha Banks versus a face Shida would be nice. Face Sami Zayn versus heel Kenny Omega. Nah, we don't have face. I, I love a heel Sami Zayn. And Andrew Savage says Darby Allen versus Ricochet. Britt Baker versus Becky Lynch. And the Super Click versus Bloodline. And Scott says most of them have been said, but I'd love Eddie Kingston versus Nakamura. Oh, that would be nice. Two boys just battering fuck each other Japanese style. Kevin Owens versus Eddie Kingston, I'm up for as well, by the way. Oh, that's uh, a great shout. Yep. Uh, Kevin Owens versus MJF, says Scott as well. The promos and the match will have five star all over it. Bearded Bruno wants Marco Stunt versus Drew McIntyre. <laughs> and JK wants Nick Khan versus Tony Khan, a Vince McMahon on a pole match. No, listen, there's loads more content for you at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. You'll get bonus episodes, extra content, get involved with our community, get involved in our Discord as well if you're a patron. Chat to us and the rest of the community. The best way to get involved is to sign up to one of your tiers at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And let me tell you, it's the best way to support me and Gredo going forward into the new year and making sure we continue with the glory that is wrestling daft. If you fancy any of that, becoming one of your patrons, sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We'd love to welcome you to the roster. And if you fancy something for Christmas, check out our merch store right now. You have plenty of time to get in there and get something real quick for Christmas. Don't delay. Get in there the new today. Now, every week, Chris, I don't know if you know about this, we jump into the virtual car and retell some of the funny and embarrassing moments from our lives Absolutely. in the form of a road story. So, We've got some poetry. We're going to get in the car and I'll tell you some poetry, Chris. Right, you ready? Let's get the engine started. Let's get the engine started. Some match tonight, eh? You took a bit of a bump on that ice, though, Chris, didn't you? Uh, it wasn't as bad as the one that Lord Provost took, but... Oh, jeez, oh, man. What a shame for him. God rest him. 
Now, I want to tell you a poem, mate. See, before we head back to the hotel, I want to tell you a wee poem because when we're back in the hotel, I'll not be in any fit state to tell you it, right? I do. Here we go. The greatest of all time is a debate that still rages, fought with more passion than bouts held in steel cages. But creating the perfect wrestler, just who would they be? Imagine the possibilities. The new Tom McGee. He'd need the brain of Heenan, the mic work of punk. He'd be hardcore and fearless, like Foley or Funk. Like Martel and Michaels, he'd have to be a looker. A dangerous hard bastard with the temper of snooker. He'd sell like Mr. Perfect, have the pomp of Ric Flair. Hog the limelight like Hogan and not want to share. With the humour of Grado, he'd be funny and friendly. Scratch that, we'll upgrade him. A bit more like Joe Hendry. <laughs> Just like Andre the Giant, he'd dominate the scene. Have the strength of the warrior, but somehow piss clean. <laughs> a finisher as good as Stone Cold. Submissions of the hearts. A total package like Luger. He'd have all the parts. The physique of Rick Rude that was sculpted in heaven. Give him a score out of ten. This boy's an eleven. Just picture the carnage this colossus would cause. By God, he's killed them all! Would be called by Jim Ross. He coulda ruled wrestling with few fan complaints. But he was cut by WWE duty budgetary constraints. <laughs> and that poem was from Cameron Boyle. That was a belter, by the way. That is a, that Cameron, was a, that's a cracker. Mate, I thought that was something you had written there. No, mate. I was about to give you all the props. Mate, that's how good it was. You would even think Rab Florence wrote it. And that was brilliant, <laughs> that was, Cameron. Well done, that mate. Was, that was excellent. Listen, Cameron Boyle was a listener of the week. I'm giving him it the new for that because it was beautiful. It scanned well. It made a point at the end. It took us on a nostalgia trip. It had everything going for it. He says here, by the way, Cameron says, P.S., when Rab was talking about the Legion of Doom bandana last week, um, which was sent to me by Kyle Customs, and what a guy. I've been, I'm loving it. Uh, he see, he's asking, was that the European Rampage show in 92? I think it was. He says, I was at that show as well, and me and my brother ran down to the A1 between the matches. He got a high five for Macho Man, and I got a high five for Hawk, and we still talk about it to this day. But you can't beat that, can you? I'm assuming that his brother's never washed that hand since. You could because... could you? If Macho, I'll tell you a wee story, a wee quick story, right? Go for it. Uh, we, we went to a house show in Brayhead Arena, right? And my mate was the biggest RVD mark, biggest RVD mark you've ever seen. And RVD walked by him and gave him a high five, and my mate started greeting. <laughs> greeting. What age is your mate? Same age as me. <laughs> what age at the time? What age was he at the time? God, it was the... Do you know, Rowdy Roddy Piper was the tag team champion with Ric Flair at the time. So whatever year that was. Oh, God. But you's well, you know, you must have been... You's were in your... Oh, we were adults, mate, aye. Ah, you're adults. Well, you're grown men, right? Aye, uh, well, one is was. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, listen, give us your funny stories for life, a fictional story, a sketch, poem, whatever it might be. That was great. Listen, there's a high bar has been set this week. Get in touch with DMing is at wrestling daft or emailing is at wrestling daft at gmail.com. And that's it. 
Chris for Wrestling Daft. That's it, John, for Wrestling Daft. It is. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Amazing, right? Pleasure, mate. Absolute oh, pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you here. Always a have always a pleasure, mate, to hear hear your voice here. Your dog's promise tones. you next time. Next time I'll have a proper connection. Oh, don't worry, mate. I think we covered it well and it gave us a lot of good laughs, let me tell you, when it sounded like you're disappearing in, in a keyhole or something. It was like being in fucking Twin Peaks. It was like Twin Peaks daft. It was like crazy <laughs> backwards talking and all that. And brilliant. That's it for Wrestling Daft. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get us wherever you get your podcast. Mine for merch content, and there's loads this week, plus the video version of this show, getting bored. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. And why not check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft if you want a wee t shirt or some bum bag. I don't know if we've got bum bags. Have we got bum bags, John? I've still got bum bags. I've got yeah. baby grows now as well in order to create this baby. Right, and, and Chris, so. Move back into the, into the family the family home. You're hopefully getting all settled down before Christmas, before the Christmas yep. stuff kicks off. Um, but, but but it's all, all good, all is good in your life, my man. As good as can be expected, you know, mate. I going well. Uh, like I said, looking forward to Crimbo uh, and looking forward to more episodes of fucking Games Master, mate. So yeah, we'll see, mate. We'll see. Let's see what happens on that front. But hey, thanks, thanks so much, man. It's a real pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you here. Um, just a good guy. Just a fucking good guy. Uh, thanks so much, everybody out there, for listening. And we will see you on the next one. Chris, John, up the road. Up the road. Audio Frontier. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.